0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is uh, Jay Harwitz with a football edition and the amazing Mets alumni podcast. My pleasure to welcome, you know, giant great Phil Simms, Super Bowl MVP, giant ring of honor and and on NFL today, every Sunday, Philip. Full disclosure, I gotta tell you, I've been a giant, giant season ticket holder since 1958. I saw the Colts' uh, overtime game Sam wow. Huff, uh, with all five Super Bowls. So, uh, I'm prejudiced in what I can't what I can tell. You. I've been a giant fan my entire life, I was a giant fan before I was a MED fan. I, I wanted to <laughs> talk to you a little bit about New York. You know, in my time with the Mets as a PR guy, we had a lot of guys. Trouble adopting Beltron, Piazza, Lindor last year. People don't remember your first four years with the with the Giants. You got booed a lot, and it was it had to be a tough go for you. Uh, you know,
1: everybody kind of asked me questions like that, Jay. And, um, you know, there were good times in those first four years. And you know, the first time I played for the Giants, I think we won four straight. So that was a good period. But you know, there were up and ups and downs. We were not a real good football team at first. And when you're not a good football team, which I try to explain to people even to this day, Jay, you know, when it's um, there's no way you can overcome sometimes. And I'm not, I'm not saying it was about the team, but yeah, it, it was uh tough for the injuries, things like that. But always people always say this too. Oh, you you hung in there. What me? I go, well, what else was I gonna do? You think I was going to quit football because I got hurt a few times or there was, um, you know, some things that didn't go my way early in my career? And no, you know, those things never crossed my mind. You just hang in there. You know how sports is. Just hang in there, keep working, and hope you you hope the the tide turns. And uh,
0: fortunately for us, it did. You came from, a, you know, Morehead State wasn't a big-time school. How hard was it you to adjust to the media here? Uh, you know,
1: I get that too. And uh, it wasn't hard. I, I I say this all the time. And, you know, people kind of look at me and go, oh, you're just I go, wait, I have no agenda anymore. I'm not playing. I'm not working or trying to kiss up to the media. But I thought they overall by easily. Uh, overall, they were very fair. I had good relationships with a lot of guys. And, you know, they asked me tough questions, I would answer them or try to and yeah, it wasn't always like a perfect marriage. But you know, with a team and you're not playing well, the team's losing. It's hard to be friendly to people asking you questions about it sometimes. But I thought the media was fair. And what I learned when I started doing games as a color analyst, I went around to some of these cities and I was like, oh, my gosh, they're so critical of the football team, much more than I think that I ever saw the media do here in New York. So
0: it's uh, it, it just worked out well. You handle the media and just move on. I say I never yelled. We want Bruner. Just so you know, I would not part of that. <laughs> I, I never, I never did that. Well, they well, never
1: yelled it for when I was playing, uh, so I didn't get that. You know, I got hurt. He came in, and then there was, you know, some um, battles there, and you know how those go. They're always predetermined. I love that. Oh, we're going to have a competition. No, you're not. Not in football. The quarterback position is always predetermined, and it takes almost a miracle to. Turn that around. We saw it with a few QB battles even this year, uh, in the NFL. I know who's going to win the job, but we're going to go through the semantics because that's what we do. And yeah, um, but I think you know and I know that those things are—they've already got ideas in the back of their head, and it's hard to change
0: them. So what would be your advice with a baseball player, or a football player, basketball player coming into the New York market? I think it's touch on it briefly. What you know? What would be your advice? Well, look, it's exciting. I mean, you want attention, you you know, you want, you
1: always wanted to be a pro and you get to New York, I don't care what franchise it is, baseball or anything, um, you know, it there's going to be a big focus on you. <clears throat> and, you know, players love that, you know, especially nowadays, Jay, players want to be on the stage, they want it to be about them. And my advice, you know, I think it's tougher for some of these teams, the Yankees, the Mets, You know, we all live in out in the suburbs with the New York Giants and the Jets. And I think living in the city or different atmospheres, that might make it a little tougher. But my advice is, you know, just don't worry about the press. In other words, respect them. Go ahead and answer their questions, even though it's really hard a lot of times. But when it turns good, it's really good. So it's um, can't have thin skin. And, and definitely don't let it affect your play because somebody's writing bad things about you.
0: So I want to touch on two games in 86. Do you remember the Monday night game? I think you we were playing the Redskins. And I spoke to Sean that about this. Maybe I got my story screwed up. In the middle of the game, the crowd was going crazy. Yes. And, and you don't remember what it was actually for the what was going on with the Mets game? Uh, no, I knew it was. You
1: know, like in the middle of nothing going on for our game, I could hear, woo, all this noise. And I went... Even when I was on the field once, they made I said, Oh, the Met game, that's what they're listening to. So they're listening to the game on their radios. I think a lot of people were uh, getting updates or whatever. And we're playing the Monday night game. But yes, I knew what it was about. And, you know, it was kind of cool, really. Do you have time
0: to watch your baseball these days, Phil, or are you just engrossed with with the football stuff now?
1: Yeah, football, you know, Jay. I grew up playing baseball. I come from a baseball family. My dad loved baseball. Uh, My brothers all played. Uh, We were all good players. When I told my dad, I think it was right before my junior year in college, I played a lot of summer baseball and a really terrific competition. Ex-pros, a lot of college guys and everything like that. And I told him, I said, you know, Dad, I'm going to stop. I just can't do all this. I'm working full time eight hours a day. I'm trying to train for football. I'm going to baseball games at night. I said, it's just, and I'm not playing the way I want anymore because I'm just not looking at baseball. And it it upset my dad because he wanted me to keep playing. He wanted me to play baseball. And, but I kind of knew after my sophomore year in college, I said, this baseball thing is tough. And as much as I loved it growing up, I knew my chances of being a pro were better in football.
0: Phil, so do you see a little uh, Bill Parcells and Buck Walter at all? I got to know Bill a little bit. He's a huge baseball fan. Yeah. We went down to Jupiter, and he was always just to talk. He wanted to talk baseball more than football. Do you see any between the two of them, uh, Parcells and Buck at all? Yeah, well, yeah, I think so. I mean, there's just a
1: toughness to them and, you know, all that. I think it translates to the team, just the way they act. And when you know the coach or the manager, Buck Walter, you know he's on top of the game. And, you know, he's there to help you win games, to make you better, all those things. And to me, that's why we all loved certain coaches, because we knew what they were talking about. They managed the team well, and they gave uh, the team and the player a better chance to succeed. And uh, to me, that's the ultimate about coaches.
0: He, well, Coach Parcells, he was kind of tough on you at times, right? I mean, those sideline shots of him. He yeah. He his voice at times. Bill was. Um,
1: You know, he knew how to manage people. That was his, he was terrific at it. And I I can't explain to people. Everybody goes back to the times we had some arguments. And yeah, we had quite a few of them. Uh, During the game, we would say things to each other that you just, the game would be over. I'd go, oh my gosh, why did I say that? But it didn't ever affect the bill. It didn't bother him. In fact, Jay, he actually encouraged guys to yell back at him. He did not, it did not bother him. He loved it. Sometimes I would yell back at him in practice and he'd go, oh, are you mad at me? He start making all his faces and he'd go, do you, do you want to hit me? And I'd go, oh, what's wrong with you? And he would just turn and walk away. And you know, when he yelled at you in practice or whatever, the whole team of course would stop and you were allowed to laugh and everybody'd be going, yeah, get him, Bill, get him. And the big thing about coach Parcells, he was a great, Uh, manipulator of people. He knew who to yell at, when to say it, what to do. And probably the only thing else I could say, I've told this story many times and I'll make it fast. We're going to practice one day and I got to walk by him because I got to get out there. And I don't want to walk by him because he's always going to say something, but I go by him. He goes, Hey, come here, come here, Sims. And I come back and see, yeah, I got to get to the field. He goes, you're with me. Don't worry about being on time. You're with me. (laughs) And he goes, you're doing great. I'm so proud of you. And he's saying all these nice things. I'm like, wow. And he goes, I just want you to know today, I'm going to chew you out like I've never chewed a player out in my life. I go, what? Well, I got to do something to get through the rest of these guys. So I got to yell at you. And sure enough, about midway through the practice, I throw an incompletion. He blows up and starts screaming at me and everything. Of course, the players love that. And uh, that was his way of getting the
0: message to the whole team by yelling at certain people sometimes. So, one of my favorite games in 86 was the uh, Bobby Johnson game, 4th of 22 20, and oh, yeah. uh, Langer kicks a field goal. With that, you know, the high 14 and 2 year, one of the highlights for you? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, um, it's one of my favorite
1: games of my whole football life high school, all the way through college, and in and, and the pros. And it wasn't because I played great, because it was just so hard, Jay. Minnesota, they had the defensive line. The crowd is absolutely, it was crazy back then in the Metrodome. And it was just so tough to, you know, to find a way to win the game. And the way we did was just, it still sticks with me. You know, if I see it, somebody talks about it, I go, yep, yep. I mean, I took a beating that day. But that was part of what made it so good, because it was so tough. And the fact that we found a way to win through so much adversity, I
0: I really do believe that was a great springboard for us for the rest of the year. Uh, Great game. Philip, you went through the two local quarterbacks under the microscope as always. Can you sympathize with Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson what you went through? I mean, every incomplete pass is the end of the world. Every sack is the end of the world. I mean, you could probably feel better than what these guys are going through now.
1: Well, it's just, so, I think it's so different now. Um, you know, sometimes I could play a bad game or do certain things and it, it just wasn't nitpicked to death. And now, you know, we have to hear it, it, everything that go, oh, he took a sack. Oh, he did this. It just, the, the just going, uh, what's the word for it? The minutiae. I don't know how to say it. We just overanalyze one position in sports more than any. And that's, that's the quarterback. So, yeah, I do have a little sympathy for him but also I always put these messages in the paper when reporters call me, Hey, it's a tough business. It's a tough game. All professional sports are tough and there's going to be down moments, but you know, the big thing is never let, never let your mind defeat your body. And that's, that's easy to say hard to do. And sometimes when it was rough for me, you know, even coach Parcells say, Hey Sims, don't worry about it. Just, if you don't throw two interceptions, you're not trying hard enough. Let it go and you know just play loose and free. It's easy to say, but to get that mindset for these young quarterbacks with the Giants and the Jets, I know it's tough. But did you think it was going to be easy? And I
0: know the answer is no. Speaking, not when you know I was Pasadena, 22 or 25, 88 percent. Look at that. That's another kind of one of the other highlights, right?
1: Yeah, it was. You know, it's really interesting. <laughs> It's almost like a baseball. I I threw the ball differently that day, and I probably ever threw it my whole career. I didn't overthrow. I was throwing it soft, all this stuff. And I think so much of it had to do with the fact that we played in so many cold, windy, bad-weather games to be in California and practice. I was like, this is not fair. These quarterbacks that are playing this out here in this grass fields and this great weather – it's just so much easier. I don't know. It just was really an interesting game psychologically for me. I was never thinking about winning and losing. I just, you hear this all the time, but very seldom did I ever do it. I just played it one play at a time and didn't get caught up in winning and losing. And I honestly did not know when the game was over getting towards the end, they put my stats up on the board. I went, Oh, wow. Okay. And then I actually go, well, where were the three incompletions? <laughs> I actually did that when it was when I knew I wasn't going to go back in the game. I saw it and I said, who did I throw an incompletion to? And then I went, dang, we we could have hit them all. I had a chance to hit those two, but um uh, it was a great day. And of course, Jay, that's why you're talking to me right now. And it changed my life. It changed my family's
0: life. And um, you know, of course I'll never forget it you got to be proud of your son. Chris is a broadcaster of another network. Do you right. talk a lot? Do you advise him on what to do or, or we can let him be by himself? Uh, he's kind of done it by himself. I mean, we,
1: uh, you know, people always, some of friends of mine that come around and my son, Matt, who played some years with the Jets, played with who else? He was in Buffalo. He was in Atlanta. He was a, whatever. But we're all around. We talk football or sports the whole time. And somebody was there with us many times. They go, do you guys just do this every time? I go, um, yeah, I think we do. Because we all love all sports. We follow as much as we can everything. But we all love football. And Christopher, my son, do I kind of advise him? No, I probably never did. He's just got a mind of his own. And people say, hey, you know, Christopher, and I just go, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> just And I, they laughed. Oh, no, he didn't say anything. But he's got a mind of his own. He's very, um, he studies the game really hard. He never says nothing where he doesn't know the answer. And that's kind of what I do too. That's why people go, you know, Jay, I'm sorry to go so long. But people go, what do you do during the week? And I just say, I, before we talk today, I was watching the Miami Dolphins and the Cincinnati Bengals because I want to see what Cincinnati and Miami are doing because I want to know. And when somebody asks me a question, I have the answer. It's
0: only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Is it, is it hard not to root for the Giants in the studio or... or- you know, 15 years with one team with the Marrows and everything. Is it, do you do it quietly or? Openly? No, I yell. <laughs> cause you know, we're not, we're not on camera. Oh,
1: everybody, my God. cause everybody in there just about as a giant fan or a jet fan. And I'm just, listen, I root for the jets too. You know, I just, I want to see them, both these teams do well. It's just fun to be around even going out in public. When they play well, even though I'm not
0: playing, it makes it better for me. Look, I guess it's the first time we really met off the football field when you were doing uh, sports for CBS TV, right? How, how many years ago was that? Oh, for CBS? Well, it was after my – when I did it after I retired? Is yeah, that was? yeah.
1: Yeah, well, I was with uh, CBS. I did um a did local you know, show.
0: o'clock news a couple of times?
1: No? I think I tried out for it once. I thought, well, maybe my career's over. I'll be a sports anchor. And I went in and did it. And the guy who was running the audition and everything, we looked at each other. I said, yep, this is not going to work.
0: <laughs> it was really hard. I'd never yeah. done anything like that. So uh, I got to one funny story. You made a good friend of mine. You were shopping at the farmer's market a long time ago. She mm-hmm. recognized you. And you, you helped her pick out some food. And I just wanted to tell you, she never forgets that. You know, uh, you're very kind to her. So, oh, that's nice. It's been a thrill for me, Phil. And anything you need from us, over here, give us a call. And thank you for your time.
1: Well, Jay, I want to say this too. Of course, I read your name in the paper. You do a great job and all that. And uh, everybody knows you. You're a terrific guy. My old agent, I had my first through my career, whatever, David Fishoff. I think
0: you were very good friends with him. yeah. Yeah.
1: David was a great dude, so he was always talking about you, too. And um, I just love the way you've handled yourself, and I congratulate you. on. A, on I'm a old, chance. Phil.
0: You're I mean, what? You know, four, 42 years I've been with the Mets. Oh, my gosh. It's I know. Well, I'm up by my Mets my, my, my for age, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
1: great. Well, well you've done a great job, and uh, hanging, nothing like being involved. Yeah, I
0: appreciate it, Phil. Thank you great. for
1: your time.